Well, this Juicy. is this is this is very exciting. A good season. Welcome to Subtitles On or Off. I'm Bailey. And I'm Jess. We are a fan podcast for TV shows and movies and a lot of good stuff that goes along with that. We're just here to have a fun chat. How are you doing, Bailey? I'm doing fantastic, Jessica. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm running on a high because what did we do last night? We went to the Jonas Brothers concert. I'm sorry, we went to the tour. The tour. <laughs> five five nights. Oh, five albums one, one night. night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so good. So if you listened to last week's episode, we... On a whim, we're just like talking about the Jonas Brothers because Joe Jonas is getting a divorce, yep. which was confirmed. Yep. Last week, it was just speculation. Um, anyway, we were talking about it, and then we just like mentioned like, should we go? And we did, and it happened to have been <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> and as it, we're recording this, yeah, it was so much fun. I can't believe we like didn't already have tickets to the tour that's what we were saying is like i don't know how we weren't like yeah we're going to that like what like i we grew up listening to the jonas brothers and it was amazing and i don't think like the algorithm wasn't algorithming and i wasn't registering the fact that they were doing like like i had heard about it but i don't think it registered that they were doing like all the albums that i grew up with yeah like an heiress tour vibe yeah um so it was just like an absolutely fantastic time oh I remember saying to you, I think either as we were leaving or halfway through, and I was like, the audacity that we weren't going to this. What? (laughs) Like, what? The way we were just like, nah, don't need to go to that. No? Incorrect. Incorrect. I needed that in my life. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was fantastic. I have, like, no words. Honestly, they sounded so good live. I would argue better than they do on the albums. Like, I liked the live performances better than the albums. 100%. Specifically Joe. Spe- oh, let's talk about Joe. I love him. I have always been a Joe girly, and he sounded amazing last night. I have also always been a Joe girly, and I couldn't have dreamed up perfect vocals. Like, he did so good. They really blew me away. Like, I was very impressed. Yeah, the whole the whole show was great, and... It was just good music, good time. Um, they talked to us a little bit, which was yeah. fun. They had a lot of really cool montages of like them when they were younger because it's the whole like five albums one night thing. So it's from all of their music. And they were like, what, 15 when they started? Yeah. So there was video of them from like Disney Channel days. They were so young and they're so cute. And I honestly, like Bailey knows this, but I haven't been to a lot of concerts in my life. Just, like, we weren't able to go when I was younger or just, like, wasn't really a thing. And I didn't think that – I don't know. I just, like – it wasn't my thing. Yeah. And so I had been to a few concerts in San Diego. Oh, were you wrong? I was – oh, my God. The way I need this in my life? Oh, my God. Like, I had been to a few concerts in San Diego, but nothing major. So, like, this summer, the Eras Tour, which, if you're up on our episodes, you heard us talk about. And then this concert with the Jonas Brothers, like, I (laughs) – I'm so, first of all, I'm so grateful that, like, these artists that I loved when I was a kid are doing these, like, quote-unquote reunion, like, all of their music. Like, greatest hits. Yeah, but also basically, like, all the concerts I missed out on, like, I never went before. So true, And so I kind of get to see it. It's not like if I went to go see, like, Billie Eilish, who's only been popular for a few years. It's not, like, from my childhood, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I have been really enjoying going to all these shows. And you and I were, like, so overjoyed. We were like, okay, so we're doing this again. Who are we going to go see next (laughs) year? like, Like, who's next? Yeah. Yeah. I think the last thing on our that we're talking about like 
artist from our childhood is like Miley. We need Miley to do it. I yes, she needs to do like a reunion tour. I don't care if she doesn't do Hannah Montana songs, but um but she will. Like if she does, she, will. she would have to throw in some. But even then I'm fine with the what's that double-sided album? Um yeah. That was like half Hannah, half Miley. Yeah. Like even give me that era. I went to of that songs. tour by the way. Shut up. Yeah. Well, she there you performed go. with it was Hannah and Miley on stage together and Hannah was like on the screen hologram kind oh, of a thing. Oh, okay, cute. And it was when Miley was out, but she um, went back. I don't actually, did she? I can't remember if she came out as Hannah ever or if Hannah was just on the screen and she was singing with Hannah. Mm-hmm. Either way, it was a great time. So cute. Um, the LA show of the tour was amazing. Big Rob came out. Oh my God. The way I screamed. <laughs> I was jumping. I was out of breath after burning yeah, up. Yeah. And speaking of burning up, boy, were we. It was hot. <laughs> it was so hot. <laughs> She said, boy, were we. It was so hot. I was dripping in sweat. Yeah. My hair went up by, before they even came out, honestly. My hair was up song one. (laughs) It was so bad. It was so hot. I was like dripping in sweat. And then I was like itchy the rest of the time. And I was wearing leather pants, which I wore these leather pants to the heirs tour. And I was also kind of hot, but then I cooled down like pretty quick. Yeah. So I thought it'd be fine for this concert. No. I was... I was still sweaty in my pants when I got home. I was like Ross from Friends. I was like, I can't go to the bathroom. If I take these off, they're not coming back up. Like <laughs> the baby powder. Yeah, no. So good. Um, yeah, I don't know why. For some reason, SoFi was not as hot as Dodger Stadium. It could be location wise. It could also be. I just temperature. I mean, it was just yeah. Hot location that night. for yeah. sure. Dodgers like more inland. It was also very humid. There was no breeze. We're at SoFi. I felt like we were getting a breeze. Every yeah. So often. Also, like just straight up temperature. I feel like the night that we went to SoFi was beginning of August, and I feel like the high that day was 80, 85, and then yeah. it quickly cooled down. But today um, and yesterday, it's been like in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And I was literally looking at. My watch, because my watch has the weather on the face. Yeah. I would, I would clock the weather and the time, and it was not cooling down. It was 80 degrees at 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah. I also was doing that, because <laughs> same. Because I, I was dying. Yeah. Um, but it didn't ruin the night. It was it still really not. fun, um, even though we were sweating, but who cared? All I was more concerned for the boys. I was like, I bet they're so hot. Because Nick they, was also in leather pants. I was like, they were also all in leather pants, yeah. And then Joe came out in long sleeve. I, I was like, did you not want to make a... A, a quick yeah. decision about that? Well, Nick came out in a jacket and then took it off. Quickly. Very, very quickly. He got shiny for a minute there. Yeah. Same. But they looked <laughs> good. You <Yeah>. said... <laughs> I was glowing. <laughs> you were. You looked good. I had that sweat glow. <laughs> um, and then Joe did address the the divorce. The divorce. Um, that we talked about last week. Yeah. He just kind of said, like, it's been a crazy week. If you don't hear it from these lips... Like, don't believe don't what believe you it. hear. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did he say? Oh, he was basically just like, oh, my family and I really appreciate your support. Yeah. Yeah. I like that he addressed it. And I think essentially what he was addressing was don't believe things you read about things he's saying about the divorce. Right. You know, it's like he's, he's basically saying, I never said this or this is not the case. I'm assuming that's involving the ring camera footage and the 
oh, Sophie parties and he does it. I, I'm assuming it's all of that because that's what everybody is speculating on. I also kind of took it as a dig of like whatever people are saying that he said is like, is his PR team like, is he not happy with what his PR team is saying about him? Probably. Like that's yeah, that's kind of what my theory was is like they're I don't know. He's probably just saying like, if I didn't say it, yeah. I'm not really standing behind all these like little statements that they're putting yeah. out. Also, so did, did you see what they posted on Instagram together when they did officially announce the divorce? Like the letter? No. <laughs> so, well, the letter was sweet and everything, but so they posted the same thing, just like how every divorced couple does. It's just like kind of not a notes page, but essentially that. Yep, yep, yep. But it, it was blurry. Like, <laughs> get it together. It's like they just like screenshot it in and like shared a JPEG. It was terrible. The, <laughs> such low res. It was. So fucking funny. I was like, what are what are we doing? Unprofessional. Yeah, clearly they just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Great time, great weekend. I'm so glad we went. I yeah, like you said, I still can't believe we were just like not gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um how else how else has your week been? Have you watched anything? I have watched a few things. Nothing uh consequential. Um I also haven't finished anything. <laughs> Honestly, same. I'm kind of on and off rewatching Shameless slash finishing Shameless. Shameless. Like I used to watch Shameless a long time ago when it was on, but I kind of like stopped at one season. I don't remember which season it was, so mm. now I'm kind of just revisiting it, watching it during like my lunch. Shameless and is stuff. good. It's really, it's really good. It's me- it's messy, which oh, is yeah. kind of what is good about it. So also yeah, great you're acting. Always entertained. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm like randomly watching that, but I'm not yeah. doing anything. I'm not okay. Well, I. I mean, yeah, nothing major. I watched a few more episodes of Heartstopper. Okay, yeah. Still haven't finished it. Okay. <laughs> I watched... Okay, this is... A, I did start something. Started season two of Firefly Lane. Oh! Ooh, buckle up. <sighs> I'm not ready. Mm, sad. Um, yeah, I forgot that it, there was, like, a sad ending. I'm not there yet. She's ready. But I really... I watched the season one recap, and I still didn't know, like, who was where and what was going on and, like, mm. where we left off. There's, like, 15 storylines going on. Well, it's just, like, different time... time time right the present yes. day the past yeah, the, and all yeah, that. yeah yeah but whatever okay i watched a lot of youtube do you watch youtube with subtitles on no i tried once because i'm such a subtitle girly yeah it's not good yeah like, it's delayed. not good well i remember some youtuber talking about this like years ago mentioning that the before a lot of youtube would just auto like put in subtitles and sometimes it just wouldn't make sense and not be correct so a lot of individual youtubers have to pay someone essentially to write their subtitles Mm. for them if they care enough to do so interesting i feel like the automated like the automated subtitles is that even a word i don't know but i feel like it's gotten better over the years Mm. but no i don't turn it on okay then the last thing i watched is this movie called collateral have you ever heard of it no okay great movie i have like a really weird obsession with this movie because i it's like a suspense thriller situation Mm -hmm. and i watched it when i was like probably way too young but it just hooked me in because i was like it's suspense like i gotta know what happens so it's tom cruise and jamie fox and another great cast like mark ruffalo jada pinkett smith like great cast and basically tom cruise is this assassin that's hired to kill a bunch of people and Jamie Foxx is a cab driver. Mm. And so Jamie Foxx is just like going along his night. Also, it's based in L.A., which I love because then I'm like, 
I was watching it the other day and I was like, I literally drove by that street today. <laughs> like that exact street. Yeah. So that's always fun. But yeah, so basically Jamie Foxx picks up Tom Cruise in his cab and he thinks he's just going to like have a regular night. And then shit goes awry and Jamie Foxx gets like roped in. And yeah. Jamie Foxx isn't like Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is like his character from The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Like glasses, nerdy, yeah. like... Yeah, and so he's, like, trying to get away from Tom Cruise, but also, like, Tom Cruise is, like, make him do shit, so now he's kind of, like, roped in, and, like, he can't really get out of it. Yeah. And he's the like cops an think it's at this point. Yes, yeah. yes, and the cops think it's him, and, like, it's just, it gets crazy, and, like, I had seen it a few times before, and I still was, there was a few things that happened that I was like, <gasps> I really forgot some things. I love that you've seen this movie a few times, like, what you, do you mean? No, just like you've seen it, like you chose to watch a movie that like you'd seen. A yeah, well, it's of been a really movie. long time, and I also have never seen this movie. Yet. It's a great I movie. Find that so interesting. It's on Netflix. Got to watch it. All right. How old is it? Did you say? Um, I didn't say. I think it's from like the two thousands. Mm. I mean, it sounds good. It's really good. I really like it. I was talking about it with my friend today, and he was like. A uh, great movie, and then he went off to list the cast, and I was like, "Oh, you know, like you're <laughs> on top of it." So that was good. Um, but yeah, it's just it had been a really long time since I had seen it, so I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna watch Collateral." <laughs> I love that. Great. Did you watch anything else? No. Oh, Just Shameless. Yeah, I. Let me think. Yeah, I think that's it. I watched a lot. I mean, Big Brother. I'm still. Oh right. Keeping okay. up with that. Um, which is getting good, by the way. This one, um, this one guy who essentially was on the block to get voted out. I'm just gonna quickly sum this up. So he he was the target. He saved himself. He won veto. Got off. His like ally got sent out of the house that week, which means he needs to win the next HOH or he's out the door. Yeah. He wins the next HOH. Damn. And he. So then everybody comes kissing his ass. Well, yes, but when he won, everyone's faces were like fuck because he has no allies they all backstabbed him to get his homie out like it was not good but i like you can't i mean i can't help but root for him because i'm just like yeah like you you knew what needed to be done and you did it period and i love that so uh big brother is such a good show it's gonna be a good week so far this season i'm telling you is great it really depends on like the cast and the vibe Mm -hmm. each season because sometimes it's good and sometimes it's just like eh. yeah and then sometimes it's just, like, so messy. And you're like, I don't even care about the HOH. I just want to, like, watch these people fight. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. I love I love drama. I love when the house is divided. Um, but also when, like, some people are on both sides of the house, but then they get caught. Some people play it really well. And they're allies with everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's... The- the way to go far doing that is to not let other people know that you're allies with everybody. Exactly. But still be allies with everybody and not piss anybody off, which is so hard when you have to nominate or have to get people out of the house. Right. It's crazy. And it works really well when there's like alliances of like three to four. Yeah. When you start to get like six or more and you you really got two houses or like two sides of the house divided Mm -hmm. then it gets messy because you really can't cross sides Mm -hmm. but when there's like little ones of like two three four then you can kind of like get in a couple of them yeah that's literally what's happening right now there's like stop i wish i was watching this season there's three uh women who are in like five different alliances together so like all three of them know so they're in an alliance but they're like with each other so they're feeding off of all the other information oh my god so good and it's great because it's like their their core alliance 
And so when they go off to other ones, they all know, like, oh, we're in multiple alliances and we got to keep it hush hush and all. So it's not like you're lying to your people when you're aligning with other people. Right. So it's just like they're very in the know and they're doing it as a group, which is, it's just, it's thrilling to watch. And it's all like women above like 50. Like it's a, it's incredible. That's another thing that I love about Big Brother is it's like the most random people. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not all like the hot 20 somethings that are on like all the little Love Island, whatever. Yeah. Miss Felicia is I'm like sorry. like sixty four. Oh, okay. We love her, how's Mama she, Felicia. Yeah, how's she doing in like the competitions? Um, she's won a couple. She's not as great at the physical ones. Okay. Just because her body doesn't let her, she That's actually okay. did have to compete in a physical one, and she got basically I had to like run and grab something and bring it back to the other side, mm. and she got one the whole time when mm. everybody did like twelve. Ooh. <laughs> so Felicia, but. Everything. Hey, like, she's doing her best. Yeah, the like mental comps and and stuff like that, where it's not so physical. She's doing great. But what she did really great is she lined herself with strong predators, so she doesn't have to be good. At there we go. Areas. That's how you do it. But yeah, so that is great. And I haven't watched much else. I'm kind of like there's really not a lot going on. Okay, right well now. that was me. So when I finished Game of Thrones, I w- I looked at literally every single streaming platform, and I was like, what's what's hitting right now mm-hmm. what's everybody watching and nothing was really catching my eye and i haven't seen anything on like twitter or tiktok like i do not know what people are watching right now so that that's why i started firefly lane like i kind of went back yeah to like catch up on stuff that i missed during my game of thrones binge because i don't know what people are watching right now so yeah. i was like whatever i'll pick something i mean it's probably has a lot to do with the writer strike a lot of streaming services are probably holding on to stuff mm. to release slower because they can't get, they're not going to have content next year. You right, know? right. Well, speaking of, Sex Education is coming out this month. Oh, yeah. The new season. I'm so excited. I do really like that show. Yeah. I think that's the only, that's the only one that's like upcoming. Bridgerton is supposed to come out this oh, year. Oh, right. But they might push it to next year. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll hold on. But until then, we do still have Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars. And this was filmed way back when, so writing yeah. strike is not an issue. Yeah, not an issue. What a interesting episode. I don't think it was good or bad. So we're on season two, episode three, for those following Only along. three? Okay. Yeah. I feel like we've been in it for a minute, but that is okay. That's um, on me. Um, so basically, we ended last week with Homeboy having Veronica Mars written on his hand. Homeboy being a random dead guy. Yeah. So remember how last week I was like, oh, he was at the memorial. The yeah, thing. you were so right. Yeah. And then they showed it in the recap because I was like watching. I was like, okay, I, I did remember that correctly because yeah. I was just very like, oh, I feel like I was very overly confident. I was like, I knew exactly who he was. <laughs> Look, his Hawaiian shirt really spoke to me. I Yeah. You really remember that shirt because I, I, I didn't clock it at all. Props to you. Um, okay. So he washes up. Yeah. Veronica's name on his hand. And then... Cops are, like, figuring out who he is, brings Veronica in for questioning. Mm-hmm. She's so sassy. I love her. I love it when the deputy shows up and, like, the sheriff needs to speak to you or ask you a few questions. And she was like, look, my answer is final. No, I'm not going to prom with him. <laughs> like, so funny. She's so funny. And yeah. I just love – she's so sassy with the cops. Yeah. I'm just like – I love it. Well, she's, like, smarter than them. Yeah. And then um, she's in the interrogation room with the sheriff, and he's like, do you know anything about this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yes, I confess. She's like, no, I have no idea what you're talking she's about. Like, what are you talking about? 
At first, so when the episode ended last week and Veronica Mars was written on the guy's hand, I was thinking, oh my God, is someone trying to frame her for this murder? I didn't really register that I bet someone gave him her name. As in, like, maybe, like, he was wanting to hire her for a PI case or something. They're like, oh, Veronica Mars. Because then I'm thinking, like, oh, he was in a biker bar. And I'm thinking that, um, what's his name? Weevil. Weevil could have been there and given her name to be like, oh, if you need help, call Veronica. Writes Veronica Mars on his hand to remember. Oh. That's kind of where I was getting I was like, okay, so maybe that's not as bad. But still, the sheriff doesn't care. Okay, I can we skip ahead because I just I have a yeah. thought and I feel like I'm gonna forget it. Yeah. Okay, so basically, what happened with the dead guy is we we find out that he's okay. Th- I guess this is where I'm getting lost. So the dead guy ends up being connected to Aaron Eccles, right? And then there's like some inside joke or like the autograph turn of phrase ends up being the title of an Aaron Eccles movie. And Ronica goes snooping around and is, like, trying to figure all this out. But, okay, the thing where I just got stuck is, like, what we find out is that, I guess, the bus driver that ran off the edge of the cliff with all of the The students, with all the students, basically, that was, like, a planned thing. That's what she's trying to get at. I don't understand it. Yeah, I just don't understand how we got from the guy on the cliff who died mm-hmm. basically being like, like, did he pay off the bus driver to commit the whole thing or, and then who killed him? And then like, what is this? And then at the end, Veronica was like, Oh, this whole thing was meant My, for me. Right. Like the bus going off the cliff, all those students died because like I was supposed to die, but I don't know how we got from bus driver to dead homeboy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's break it down. So dead homeboy, what got worked at this car shop he was like a mechanic and he on his wall or something he had an autograph from aaron eccles right yes yes and on or like a f- picture of both of them with a picture of both of them yeah. yeah and on it said like something the long haul yes. or whatever then veronica's at logan's house sees the posters on the wall which side note on the posters why does logan still have all those up tear that shit down Take smash down. that two pieces literally that's why i was like why is that still there uh, yeah um, so she sees the movie poster and then sees that the, so was the bus driver the stunt coordinator on that movie? That's what I was trying, no, I felt like the, no, the name matched the guy with yes. the name. Yes. So the, the name. washed up. Yes. The name on the movie poster, stunt coordinator was Waylon, whatever. He was the guy that washed up. Yeah. I still don't understand how we got to the bus driver. I think because the stunt in that specific movie was a bus went off a cliff. Yes. And I think that's how she connected the bus and the cliff. But I don't think the bus driver connects to any of this yet unless he was just paid off. Mm. Or maybe, maybe um, bicycle guy, homeboy that's dead caused the accident. Oh. And that's why he was there. He could feel bad and then realize that Veronica wasn't even on the bus. No, but it all seems too intentional. And also, are is she saying that Aaron Eccles hired yes. this guy to kill her, essentially? Yes. <sighs> yes. It's rough, man. So, th- yes. So, that's what I was gathering. I was like, okay, Aaron Eccles hired, but I'm... 
this is the part that I'm still getting. I don't understand this like stunt coordinator guy. I get that the stunt in the movie was the bus going off the cliff, Mm -hmm. but I don't get because like, okay, yes, if Aaron Eccles hired him to make the bus go off the cliff, then like, why is he the one with Veronica Mars' name on his hand when like, I feel like if the bus driver got paid off, then the bus driver should be like, oh, I need to make sure Veronica Mars is on this bus. Yeah. So then I don't get how we got from like, I guess basically if Aaron Eccles hired the stunt coordinator guy to kill Veronica and say the stunt coordinator guy, homeboy washed up, hires the bus driver to be like, you need to do this or extorts him or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, I guess I just don't know why, like who killed the stunt coordinator guy now? Right. I don't know. I think that's the new mystery of it all. <sighs> There's like so many layers. But I'm, my theory is, I don't know who killed him, whatever. I don't know why Veronica Mars is written on his hand, but I think he caused the, the bus accident. I don't think the bus driver was paid off. Like, I don't mm. think the bus driver would intentionally kill himself and a bunch of innocent students for what? He doesn't even get to get, yeah, like, that's he's true. not getting okay, paid off. I see what he doesn't you're even get the money. Yes. So I think this stunt coordinator guy drives a motorcycle bike i bet he caused the accident and made the bus driver made the bus swerve, swerve yeah. yeah okay now so but like why is homeboy washing up with veronica's name on his hand right. like a week later right i don't know he's probably still contracted to kill her and she didn't die in the bus crash yeah it's crazy though that they're willing to go and kill the bus driver and like seven students just for veronica yeah like they could have come after her any other way yeah yeah so easy like that's a lot she like weighs 90 pounds soaking wet like you can get her in a parking garage like it's not that hard like yeah she's tiny like she's what's she gonna do yeah off like no like you're a hitman just just hit her get her yeah (laughs) it's not that hard like she's just like a smart ass doing the most like yeah i mean for writing a tv show fine there's all these layers that we got to figure out clearly we're figuring it out like you know what i mean like we're thinking about things i will say i am glad that this bus accident is the mystery of it is still ongoing because i didn't like how last episode they basically like seemed to have ruled it as an accident or something well basically they ruled that he didn't commit suicide Suicide. well yeah the sheriff still finds him guilty of suicide but veronica was like oh no he didn't kill himself yeah and i thought we were gonna be done with it after that and then when this happened and he, now he's connected to the bus crash, I like that it's still going. I'm yeah. excited to see wh- where else it's going to go and who killed. We got another murder mystery. Yeah. I want to know who killed him. Yeah. Another thing we learned this week that I was shocked. So Dick and Beaver are brothers. Oh, okay. And this makes so much more sense on our confusion of whose dad yes, is that. Because I, last week I was like, oh, I thought it was Beaver's dad. And you were like, no, it's, it's Dick's, Dick's dad. dad. We're both right. Yeah, yeah, That's fine. We're right. We're right. Wait, so are they in the same... They look nothing alike. No. Are they in the same grade? Or like... I don't know. Okay, details, details. Well, I don't care. this again, what, that was my same question with Duncan and Lily, too. Because I was like, are they in the same grade? Are they twins? What's oh, happening? Yeah. So I think that this... <laughs> in this universe, people just don't care about siblings and age differences or whatever. Or like everyone in Neptune is like nine months apart. Yeah. I don't know. But I love that Veronica basically turned in their dad for real estate fraud which was oh thrilling. yeah well it was crazy because first we think that homegirl is cheating which obviously we know that she is yeah it turns out she's like in on it like yeah. she is helping him commit real estate fraud which i love when 
uh, Beaver showed his dad the photos of her and Logan and that she was cheating and he was like, you hired a PI and he immediately knew yeah. without even seeing photo evidence of all this stuff, he immediately knew that he was going to get caught because she was clearly doing his bidding for him. Yeah, but even then, like, Beaver didn't even show him pictures of her, like, with... Oh, I guess maybe... Did he show him some pictures of the other guy and no. not Logan? Right, okay, so... He just, just knew Logan. if he hired a PI that... You're gonna find out. You're gonna find out, yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, he knew immediately, and he just goes, oh, no, son. Shred everything! Yeah, and just, like, gets in a helicopter. I hope he gets caught. I honestly hope she gets caught, too. I think they will, but I also think, like, we're still not done with it because the whole thing was Beaver wanted to basically like show his dad that she was a gold digger which Mm -hmm. i guess she kind of is but also kind of isn't because he's like she's like helping him but i guess also it did prove that she was cheating so she did violate the prenup so yeah i think they're gonna get a divorce or maybe the dad's like nah i don't care like i don't know i I mean i don't know where it's gonna go from here because right now they're both on the run from the sec or whatever like i don't know like who's coming after them What's but the last thing we yeah. saw was dad getting in the helicopter yeah i bet you he leaves that girl behind oh yeah and they're gonna take her in and question her and all that stuff yeah sure. that's gonna be a whole thing i wonder do you know how long i don't know the timeline on this whole um dad becoming sheriff situation mm-hmm. like they haven't even had the election yet mm-hmm. so like i think we got a ways to go yeah because I, I was kind of like oh i wonder What's going to happen with, like, this sheriff? Because this sheriff is so corrupt that he's probably, like, not going to do anything. I know. But then it probably doesn't really have anything to do with the sheriff. It's more about, like, the... What did you say? The SEC? Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think about the random Duncan and Logan fight? Honestly, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. I think it was more prudent, the conversation that they had after in the nurse's office. 100%. So. But I just think the one smart-ass comment that Logan made made Duncan punch him. I didn't feel like that was warranted And also, it wasn't even that good of a comment. No, and it's also like, did Duncan even... No, because I took it as like, Logan was basically saying that like, oh, like, you didn't have good sex with Veronica or whatever. Like, right. whatever. But how does... Duncan know that Logan knows that to read into that comment so like quickly. Well, I don't know. the I wrote it down because I was like, this is kind of weird. The actual quote is, "Didn't plug her right the first time, huh?" <laughs> it's the keywords there being the first time. Logan knows about the party. Oh yeah. Oh right. Yeah. So I think that's what it meant. Yikes. And then I think there's like obviously the insinuation that like now they're in a relationship and like. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. Anyway, it was weird, but the conversation afterwards was very much needed, I would say. Yeah, but and is that when Logan was like, yeah, well, honestly, it's, it's messy because they first they started fighting about Veronica, and then they were like, you weren't there for me when I needed you, and then Duncan was like, did you forget that your dad literally murdered my sister? Yeah. Like, what? Well, and I like when Duncan was walking away and Logan was like, I hate, I him, hate him too. too. So, I don't... And then he started crying, and the nurse was like, oh, does this burn? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, and then the last thing is, who is this, like, FBI guy going after um, Wallace's mom? He, like, had a badge, so he's either a cop or something at the hotel. Keith and Wallace's mom were in Chicago. Oh, okay, I see. You honed in on the fact that he was an FBI guy. I'm pretty sure that's her ex-husband. 
Probably. But, like, why does he have a badge? I like, th- do we know anything about her ex-husband? I don't. My theory watching that was, like, that's her ex-husband, and he was just, like, staying in the hotel for whatever reason. But he called her by a different name, so do you think she, like, ran away and changed her name? I think so. Mm. Or, like, is she in Witsec? Or, right. like, I don't know. I guess I th- my theory was that it was her ex-husband. Maybe it's her middle name, and we don't know. It's a nickname. I don't know. Um, my theory was that it was her ex-husband, and he just happens to be a cop, and then he just, like, used his badge to, like, get info on her. Yeah. But it's just weird that we haven't heard anything about, like, is it Wallace's dad? We have, like, we haven't, I don't know, we haven't mm. heard anything about this. I mean, I'm excited. I don't know I, where this is going. Yeah, but. I don't either. I just don't remember, like, what Wallace has said about his dad. Yeah, I don't know. Or, either. like, how long ago he's seen him or anything. Yeah. But it does explain to have it be the ex-husband and to have her know that that's where he lives explains a lot about why she wasn't super excited to go on the trip in the first place. Yeah. Because remember her face kind of fell and he was like, oh, how does that sound? And she had to be like, oh, yeah, that does sound good. Right. Doesn't like that city. Yeah. Mm. Well, this is, this, is, this is very exciting. A good season. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to see what comes next week. I'm super excited. Listen, I just got to tell you, I've had like two energy drinks today and I'm currently drinking a Diet Coke, so I'm feeling good. <laughs> While we're here, we just want to take a second to ask you to please like, rate, review, subscribe, all the good things. Um, it helps us a lot and we are super excited to keep bringing you more content. So the more you engage, the more we want to engage back with you and just like get on with some good stuff. Yeah. You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We're at Subtitles On or Off Podcast. We post a lot of fun clips from the pod if you want to see little video versions. Um, and then we're on Twitter slash X at uh, SOOO Podcast. Oh, you finally called it X. I feel like it's slowly becoming time. I definitely forgot about that. Every single week we call it Twitter. I know. Damn, X. Yeah, the video clips are a good time because then you get to see like how crazy our hair gets. It gets hot in here. <laughs> there seriously um also if you just want to put a face to the voice yeah sometimes we're like fun and (laughs) expressive so enjoy (laughs) all right sporty september baby oh yeah sporty spice sporty september we're on a league of their own great movie one of my favorite movies also one of my favorite movies oh i'm so glad you said that so good I wasn't sure. When we decided to do this movie, I really thought you were doing it, like, mostly for me. Oh, no, 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 no. But then when we were talking about it, you were like, oh, I've seen this movie so many times. And I was like, really? How many times? Literally so many times. I grew up watching this movie. But also, I mentioned last week that I was raised in a big baseball family. Yes. So, I've seen, ba- like, baseball sports movies specifically, I've seen almost all of them, you know? And this one being not only baseball, but women, just women amazing women it is great i love it okay a league of their own 1992 yeah um but set in like the 40s you know mm-hmm. tom hanks gina davis madonna rosie o'donnell um and cusack just like a great cast a great time um a lot of familiar faces obviously but just like a great movie what are we talking about so good like you really can't go wrong with Tom Hanks pretty much ever. And he, and he's obviously not the main focus of this movie, but he really does add 
so much to it. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think the movie would be the same without him. Also, Gina Davis, I remember watching it, and I was like, she is so young in this movie. She's also so pretty. So pretty. Like, uh, we'll get into, like, the plot line of how they get in the team and everything like that, yeah. but I was like, listen, they're not wrong. She looks good. I also constantly forget the Madonnas in this movie. Oh, yeah. That's a salt. Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell. Well, but, like, Madonna more so because it's, like... It's not Madonna. Like, she's full on acting. Right. And she's like a brunette. It just, yeah. like, really throws me off. And, but she's great. I mean, all the way May? Come on. <laughs> 100%. I think I remember the first time I saw this movie. And I think it was one of those where my dad was like, you've never seen this movie? I'm mm. going to put it on right now. I think I was, like, sick or something. It was, like, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And he just puts it on. <laughs> and I'm like, what? How have I never seen this movie? This is a great movie. Yeah. Um... And yeah, I just fell in love with it. It's funny. It's heartfelt. It's a little like historical, but like we love a sports movie. I don't, there, nothing gets us going like a sports movie, I swear. Seriously. And also just the, like the struggle, like the sexism and the women and the feminism that comes with this movie. For sure. Makes it even more exciting to watch as like a sports movie. Yeah. Obviously we love this movie. Let's get into it. So it takes place in the 1940s while all the men are off fighting world war two and they're like, Oh, we need entertainment for the rest of the world. So let's get the (laughs) women out of the kitchen, out of the homes Let's put them on a baseball field. And they create the All-American Women's Professional Baseball Association. What a mouthful. Yeah, wow. I'm, did you write that down? Because that was great. I did write it down, but I also like just remembered it. Yeah, you just were saying it. And yeah. I was like, wait, is that? Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't remember that that was what it was called. But And they also like, started putting women in like factories and jobs and stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think this movie really got into it too much, but, mm-hmm. like, um, that is a part of our history. Also, I forgot how many Hitler jokes this movie had. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, World War Two. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but, like, like, okay. Yeah, 100%. And so, basically, at first, all the people that were, like, running the baseball league were like, no, let's keep it going. And then the men were like, no, I'm going to go off and fight the war. And then... They start holding tryouts for the women and basically like, okay, so then we get introduced to Dottie and Kit, yeah. the main characters of the movie. They're two sisters that just like play baseball in their hometown and they get discovered by one of the scouts for yeah. the new women's league. And like mainly Dottie because Dottie is fantastic, but Dottie also just does it for fun. And Kit is her younger sister who is obsessed with it and like, is loves it like quite literally she's a baseball player and that's who she is and she just can't stand the fact that Dottie's better than her throughout and that's just a running plot line the whole movie oh 100 percent. it's a constant theme but it's also it's not just that Dottie's better than her it's that Dottie doesn't really care and doesn't really try and she's so effortlessly good, good yeah and Kit is like working so hard and wants it so bad yeah And just can't really get there. And then not to mention the fact that Dottie's like the older sister. And I don't have a sister, but I can imagine how annoying it would be to have your tall, gorgeous, older sister be like, don't hit the high ones. Like, this bat's too heavy. Like, she is kind of a nag. Like, she's kind of annoying. For sure. Um, At times, though, I feel like a lot. I mean, and we'll get into it the more we talk about the movie. But I feel like there are times when Kit is just a child. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I do agree, like, especially in that opening scene, like, Dottie is kind of like, okay, let's just calm down. Yeah. Like, leave her alone. Yeah. 
And then the only reason, well, Dottie ends up going, like, because Dottie's like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm married. I don't need to make $75 a, a week or whatever it is they would pay yeah. them. Um, but they, the scout doesn't want Kit and basically tells Kit, like, look, if you can get your sister to go, you can come with. That sucks. Which does suck. And that also comes back to bite her in the ass later towards the end of the movie, too. Yeah. And Kit wanted it so bad. Kit was like, look, you just didn't get to see me pitch. I'll pitch right now. Like, let yeah. me have a tryout. And the man said no. She's also just so, like, something about Kit just dri- drives me nuts. She's so, like, jittery. She's yeah. just, like, oh, she's moving. A, she's yeah. always jumping. And Dottie is just, like, calm and collected. Graceful. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's just, Kit just grinds my gears. It's just so annoying. <laughs> I feel you. But yeah, we really thought they weren't going to go. Well, obviously we knew they were going to go. It's a movie. We have to finish the story. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like Dottie didn't want to go. And then the next thing we know, they're running after the train. Yeah. Yeah. So they get on the train and basically they go with the scout to kind of scout other people. That's where they pick up Marla, who, you know, the scout doesn't think she's pretty enough. And the girls are like you know, we're not going unless you take her. And so I love that. Honestly, I don't think I noticed that before. I've seen this movie a bunch of times and like, I don't think I noticed it, but basically like when the scout says, Oh, she, I'm not taking her or whatever. The girls put their suitcases down. Yeah. And I don't think they even really said anything. Well, they did say like, you're not, you mean you're not taking her because she's not pretty. Yeah. And, but then they put their suitcases down. I don't think I ever really picked up on that before. Of like mm. They're basically saying, like, we're not going unless you take her. Because yeah. that's stupid. Yeah. So they get to camp, and then that's when we... Or, like, tryouts, essentially. And that's when we meet... Uh, Doris. Doris May. and May. Yeah. Um, and pretty much everybody. But just that opening of Doris and May is They're incredible. so funny. I love them. They're so funny. I love that scene. I love when they're like, oh, some of you is, is going home. And then they throw the, the ball, and Dottie catches it with her bare hand. And they're like, okay, some of them is going home. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved the tryout montage. Also, like, why did I, like, full cry at the girl that couldn't read? Couldn't read. I know. It gets me every time. Yeah, I cried. And then it makes me even happier when she gets on the team. I know. She's Peach. She's a Rockford Peach. So cute. And then even, like, the guy, the manager or whatever that was running the thing was like, all right, well, come on with your team. And Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine how sad it would have been if somebody had to tell her, like, babe, you didn't make it. I know. Oh. Thank God that didn't happen. Imagine, though, like, not being able to read and, like, but not being able to read your own name. That's really sad. I know. It was honestly such an important thing to put in the movie. It really showcased that a lot of women aren't educated, weren't educated at that time. Yeah. Because it was, like, I mean, women didn't really go to school. It's like, oh, you just have to be in the kitchen and cook. Like, you don't have to do, you don't need to read. Why do you need to know how to read? I know. Well, you need to know how to read a cookbook, so... But no, I think it, I think it also showed like the different walks of life that all these women were coming from because they really were coming from all over. Yeah, they're all from like different states, different backgrounds. Um, so yeah, it was cool watching them come together. That was one of my that's one of my favorite things about this movie is just like the women coming around each other and like you know getting Marla a dress mm-hmm. and like going out together and like then we see later May's teaching her how to read mm-hmm. which is so funny they're like what are you what are you having her read and she's like it doesn't matter she's, she's reading. reading yeah <laughs> well and then when Evelyn had to bring Stillwell on the road with them and all the women even though they hated Stillwell were still 
loved him. Like, it was still a very supportive environment. Yeah. Which, I want to talk about that real quick. So, Evelyn goes up to Jimmy and is basically like, hey, Jimmy, like, my husband, you know, says that he can't look at the Help Wanted ads. He gets distracted with Stillwell at the house. He can't read the ads, so I have to take him with me. When she's earning the money for the household, her husband's not even off at war, and you can't watch your child? No, that pissed me off so it's much. called weaponized incompetence, as we now know, and men are trash. Yeah. And Evelyn was just so, like, just didn't think anything of it. She wasn't even mad at her husband about it. She was just like, he just, he said that I have to take Stillwell with yeah, me so can like, he come. I gotta, like, I gotta watch my kid. And then her kid was a menace. He was awful. You're gonna lose. <laughs> you're gonna lose. Stillwell! When they're holding him upside down and they're like, what? What? And he was like, Stillwell ate the lineup. <laughs> So good. One of my favorite um, quotes that I picked up this time rewatching it was it was towards the end, but it's when Jimmy is like trying to get all the girls to get on the bus to go to the World Series. It's like very much at the end of the th- at the movie, and he goes, "Oh, let's not go to the World Series without Stillwell's toys." <laughs> that also <laughs> stuck out to me. This watch, I died. <laughs> Just the way he delivers Jimmy's it. Jimmy's so funny. And he's just trying to get all the girls on the bus. He's also saying, it's like, if you think you're going to skip batting practice, think again. Then he was like, oh, can't go to the World Series without Stillwell's toys. So funny. Incredible. And then later, like, oh, just skipping to the very end about the Stillwell thing, like, Jimmy just, like, pops him with a glove. Yeah. Because he's like, you're going to lose. Yeah. And then Jimmy's like, Jimmy pops him with a glove, and then he's like, we're going to win. We're going to win. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Okay, let's actually back up a little bit, since we're talking about Jimmy. Let's talk yeah. about Jimmy's introduction. Oh. That glorious piece of film work. Yeah. Um, Drunk and or hungover. Yeah. Stumbles in, pisses in the, was it a sink? Sink, yeah. He's terrible. Well, I love it then Doris is like... Still going. Well, yeah, Doris is like, May, are you timing this? Time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I, that, whole, that whole scene made me laugh a lot this time around, not because of Jimmy, but because of the women. May and Doris. Yeah. And, and Doris is just like, hey, May, how, how long is that? And she's like, don't make me ask again. And then May's like, keep it down. Like They're just yelling at each other. And then I think he finishes and uh, Doris is like, damn, you really had a lot in there. Like, <laughs> It is so good. Well, and um, Betty wanted to get her baseball card signed. Oh, yeah. And then he just ripped it up. Can I say something that I thought this time around that was very insensitive? It was not a nice thing Tell for me. me to think. But Betty's husband is the one that dies that oh. when they get the... The Telegraph later yeah. from the war. George. George. And what I thought was, well, now you don't have to explain to him that his baseball card <gasps> <laughs> Bailey. May George rest in peace, but like, yeah. I his also baseball cried. card is in pieces. <laughs> I also cried when they told her that her husband died. Yeah. I mean, that scene is also just really sad. That scene also shows Jimmy as a character and how much he grew to love these women and respect them and know how important this is. And he's just like, yeah. this war guy is just a dick. I mean, this guy delivering the telegram is Oh, just he's terrible. Horrible. He's like, the war department didn't give me the name. Yeah, he's just like, just give me the paper. And then, um, I don't like, though, how they really tried to fool us that it was Dottie's husband. Oh, we were on the edge of our seats. What but, are you talking about? But, yeah. 
I love Jimmy as a character. I really love his growth with his relationship with Dottie. I mean, obviously his growth like throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I loved. I thought it was so funny um, when he comes in. He's like, okay, so I was just on the shitter and I was reading my contract <laughs> and I realized that I get a bonus if we make it to the World Series. So let's... He's like invested now. He's yeah. like, let's get this thing going. Yeah. So then he starts arguing with Dottie over which play to tell the person at bat and all this stuff and... It's pretty great because the girls have pretty much been managing themselves on their own. And all well, of a sudden, Dottie has. Dottie was essentially right. managing them. Essentially, but also the girls like knew their own strengths yeah. and like all that. And so, and then Jimmy comes in. He's like, "What are you doing? Telling our best hitter to butt?" I was like, yeah. "You've been paying enough attention to know who's our best hitter. Like, right. where have you been?" Yeah. Like we see Jimmy like slowly come out of his drunkenness essentially mm-hmm. over the course of the movie and his relationship with Dottie is like so good because they just like have this banter and they just give each other shit even all the way up until the end she's like hey Jimmy you look like shit don't you ever shave yeah so good yeah well when Dottie like well, they also call each other out on their shit too I mean Dottie early on with him like in that scene we we're talking about when they were going back and forth the signs of to bunt or hit and he was like, hey, who's the manager of this team? And she's like, then start acting like it. Yeah. And then he essentially does the same thing to her towards the end of the movie when she is going to go home with Bob and just, mm-hmm. like, leave. And he's just like, "You, if you want to run off and have 100 kids, like, that's up to you. I'm not going to tell you to live your life. But, like, you're quitting. Yeah. If you don't finish this game, like, you're quitting. There's one, there's seven games left. The World Series, that's it. Like, yeah. And he was like, you're quitting. And then she ends up showing up. Well, she was like, it just got too hard. And he says... If it, if it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. Yeah. What a great line. Yeah. That really shows you, like, that, like, I mean, in everything, there's there's different sports, there's different career paths, there's whatever, but it's, like, to be great in whatever you do, like, yeah, if it wasn't hard, then everyone, everyone could do it, mm-hmm. and then you wouldn't be great. Yeah. Like, and he told her that multiple times. It's, like, yeah, he was an asshole, and he wasn't really, like, vibing with the girls, but also, um when they were Dottie and Jimmy were like on the bus together, he told her how great he was, how great she is. And he was like, does, does he know how great you are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, what did he, she was like, who Bob? And he goes, no Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, and so, yeah, he never shied away from that. He wasn't like, you know, hard on them for no reason. But I, like you said, I love that he called them out on their ship especially Dottie because she gave it right back to him. Mm -hmm. But also he was like, you're great. And also you're quitting. You're going to regret this. Yeah. And yeah. And then she shows up. Yeah. And I love that he was like, well, who, who said you were playing this game? He's like, Alice has been catching for us. She's like, you don't want me to play? Yeah. Well, you're already dressed. So yeah, Yeah. it was was cute. Um, and then we can't talk about Jimmy without talking about easily the best line in the whole movie. Okay. Thank you. Cause when you brought up Evelyn, I was like, let's talk about Evelyn because yeah. Evelyn started crying. Evelyn keeps missing the cutoff man. Okay. <laughs> He's like, why would you throw home when we had a runner or whatever? You got the tying lead, get on second. And then, uh, yeah, there is no crying in baseball. He's like, that's, <laughs> he was like, you're not using your head. You know, the lump two feet above your ass. <laughs> And she starts crying. He's like, what team? I love when he was like, what team do you play for? What team are you on? He was like, okay, just checking. She's like, I'm a, I love I'm a peach. I'm a, I'm a peach. I'm a peach. Poor Evelyn. He goes, are you crying? Are you crying? There's, There's no, no crying, crying in baseball. baseball. He, and then he's, he just like walks off and he's like, 
no crying. <laughs> I love the ump comes. Yeah. And it's like, Jimmy, is everything okay? And he's like, she's crying. She's crying. There's no, There's crying, no crying in baseball. In baseball. <laughs> but then, who was it? Somebody else told him, like, listen, Jimmy, treat these ladies like you would treat your mom. Yeah. And then later, we see him come full circle with Evelyn. And he's like, <laughs> you're still missing the cutoff man. That's something I would like you to work, work on, on before next season. She's like, and she's so happy. She's like, oh, thank you, Mr. Dugan. She's like, okay, Jimmy. But did you notice in the very last play of the game when Kit hits the like slammer to the back wall, center field wall, yeah. Evelyn gets the cutoff man. Evelyn did. She threw it to the cutoff man. See, um, not everyone responds well to yelling and yeah. insults. I, yeah, I just, I love Jimmy. I think he's so funny, especially like you, even through the end when he was like trying to be a better coach and all that stuff is like, he was still selfish. Like he was still there for like a paycheck and like mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I don't know. I feel like towards the end, he really started to care about the girls. Yeah. Um, another one of my favorite lines is when he's talking to the ump about the, when the no crying line happens is he goes, uh, did anyone ever tell you you look like a penis with a hat on? <laughs> You're like, actually, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it. Oh, that's so, so funny. Many. What other lines do I like that Jimmy has? I have a couple written down. Oh, on the bus when um, what's her face trying to like wake him up and, and he kisses her and he kisses her. But it was like, um, uh, by the way, I loved you in the Wizard of Oz. A great <laughs> one. A great one. And then I think May's talking to him and trying to wake him up and he's like why'd we stop and they're like lou quit and he's like who's lou <laughs> literally uh, so good um i just love all the times he yells at stillwell 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 he's like evelyn get this child away from me or <laughs> i'm gonna kill him and then when he meets bob at the end yeah and uh bob is like oh i've heard so much about you and jimmy's like oh bob bob oh i've heard i'm your fan like i'm <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah. Um, another person that makes me laugh, obviously Doris. Doris. One of my favorites. She's talking to May. and Oh, it's when um, they're telling the girls they have to start like making this league worth something or it's going to go away. Like right. People aren't paying to come to the games and watch. And she's like, oh, well, I could like, May's like, I could, I could flash the, them, you know, during the third inning or whatever. And then Doris goes, you think there, there's, there are men in this country who haven't seen your bosom? <laughs> I love when uh, they go out for drinks and they're all just like flirting it up or whatever. And then Marla's just on stage and <laughs> Dottie's like, what'd you do to her? And Doris is like, we just gave her a dress and a lot of liquor. <laughs> a lot of liquor. She's like, I'm singing to Nelson, ain't I, baby? <laughs> oh my God. Hey, she found her man. She did. They were happily married. That man loved her. Yeah. Honestly, and that's the thing is like they're all like I was saying they're all from different backgrounds and different like personalities but they come together as a team mm-hmm. like at the end of the day this is a sports movie we love women mm-hmm. and we love sports so like they just come together as a team and they work so well and even like in the very beginning when they're kind of working like against Jimmy and like you said Dottie was like running the team like and they were winning games yeah like they were good 
it was just so fun to watch them all come together and like, yeah, let's get Stillwell's toys on the bus and like, we're all just kind of making let's it happen. Go. Yeah, yeah. Stillwell was just as much as part of that team as oh, hundred percent. I know at the end when well, this is like flash away to the end, but at the end when they were like in the present day, mm-hmm. the grand opening and Stillwell was like, I feel like I owed it to mom to like be here. I was like. Own it to yourself. Like, yeah. you were a part of that team. You were at every game. Yeah. You were on the bus. Well, I love when Dottie was there, and they're like, guess who this is? And she looked at him, and he was like, you're going to lose. And she was like, Stillwell Angel. <laughs> I love that they all called him that yeah. throughout the whole movie. It was so good. Um, okay, let's talk about Dottie and Kit and what all they went through. Oh, did they? Because I touched on it earlier, but Kit drives me nuts. Kit, yeah, Kit's a lot. That's valid. But she was just everything. If you, if Jimmy should have yelled at anybody about there's no crying in baseball, like yell at Kit because you're crying because he's. She threw a fucking fit every game. Because he's going to put you out because like your arm is, you're done. You've pitched, you know, nine innings. Like you're, you're done. But again, it just sucks. Like, not that I'm defending her because she was acting childish. I agree. But it does suck that your older sister is the one that's like, yeah, she's throwing grapefruits. Like she's out. Like she sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like. That's that hurts. Yeah. But again, Kit just wants it so bad. I know. But I feel like you have to put yourself aside and like you want the team to win. And like yeah. you gotta be self aware, baby. Yeah. Well, I think too in that sense, I think Kit played a pitcher very well because a pitcher never wants to get put on the bench, like to get taken out and get replaced. But at the same time, it happens every game. A pitcher always has to get benched at some point because your arm does not have it anymore. And the person that knows best is your catcher. Your catcher knows if you're able to throw what they're telling you to throw. Mm-hmm. It just, like you said, it does suck that it was her older sister who she feels so inferior to all the time. But like, and Jimmy also respects the hell out of Dottie's opinion, which is what inevitably got right. Kit to sit down but then kid just goes and is throwing shit around the dugout and then starts crying and it just becomes this whole ordeal and i'm just like you like stop acting like a child yeah it was so annoying yeah i low-key completely forgot that you like played softball yeah i didn't even think about the <laughs> fact that like the catcher would know what the pitcher's doing oh yeah the person who knows the pitcher best is the catcher because they know like how fast it's coming yeah what height like yeah they also tell them what to throw so it's like if your fastball is not giving fastball then you're done Mm. or curveball all that stuff but yeah the catcher damn knows best um savage as well i mean a lot of pitchers in just a little baseball little yeah tell me clearly i need help most pitchers have a specific catcher that they only like throw with like is it kind of like your caddy in golf like they kind of yeah, tell kinda. you the lay of the land and like tell you kind of yeah kind of but like for example the dodgers like clayton kershaw he only like austin barnes is his catcher like okay. so will smith will never catch for clayton kershaw but like other pitchers might but like if you're a good pitcher it's like this is my catcher he knows mm. my shit he knows how i throw he knows what to give me and all this stuff like so um yeah so catcher just knows i i was also a catcher so i oh right i was very in this movie again i just i love this movie okay um which brings me to well we'll get to it let's talk let's still talk about dotty and them so basically dotty's like gonna quit yes because she gets in a fight with kit because kit again is a child and then she's gonna quit and what's homeboy's name that runs the league mr yeah something lowenstein sure that sounds right cool 
So she's going to quit. And he's like, what do I have to do to get you to stay? Because she's the best one on the team. And she's like, he's like, what, what about a trade? How about a trade? She's like, yeah, trade me or whatever, but get it done by tonight yeah. or else I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, Ira Lowenstein. I got <laughs> both of those right. <laughs> Look at you. Hello. Hey, I also love this movie. Thank you so much. Incredible. Um, and then later that night, we find out that Kit was the one that got traded. I will say that sucks. That does that suck. That was a bummer. But again, self-awareness, baby. If anyone's going to get traded, it's not you. Like, or yeah. like, as in like Dottie, because she's so good. Yeah. Like, you're the best player on the team. But she also doesn't, like, when Jimmy was, was saying like, do you know how great you are? Does he know how great you are? And she's like, how great am I? Like, no. Yeah. Like, she doesn't know. The fact that she just like effortlessly caught a ball in the splits. Yeah. And she was like, I don't know. I just thought it would be like a good look for the league. She single-handedly saved that league <laughs> with yeah. that move. Like, come on. Um. Yeah. So Kit gets traded. And I love how... Because all the the team is, like, eavesdropping mm-hmm. outside. But I love when Kit is, like, leaving it, or they're trying to talk to Kit as she's packing. And they're like, Kit, like, it, you, it's okay. Like, you're still in the league. Yeah, you're just you on a different team. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, please bring her back to Earth right now. Yeah. Because she is so dramatic. It's like, dude. They could have sent her ass home for being, like, dramatic or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the actual World Series match where she's pitching – and Dottie. Well, see, that was the juicy part. Yeah. It's like before they were kind of bickering, but they were on the same team. Yeah. And then when she gets traded, now they're playing against each other. And I was like, shit got real. Yeah. I love when siblings, when there's like a sibling pitcher and then there's a sibling on the other team like hitting. It's always so fun yeah, like, yeah, yeah. when it randomly happens in baseball or whatever. Um, but my favorite is because Dottie knows her sister so well. I loved... I love the full circle of the high ones. Like kid okay, can't lay off savage. The high because Dottie was like, "Look, I'm trying to win this game, yeah. so throw the high ones because she can't hit them and she loves them, so she's not going to stop trying to hit them." Which that happened after Dottie went up to bat and hit like a complete homer off, yeah. of, or not a homer, but I think she like hit in a run off Kit pitching, and then Kit runs in the dugout and cries, yeah. is sobbing, Jessica. She's hysterically crying, and I'm like, <laughs> your older sister. Any sibling, anybody should not have that much power over you. She True. gives Dottie too much power over oh, her emotions. And it's like, sit the fuck down. Yeah. And relax. Her whole team is like, kid, like, buck up, man. Like, we still got, like, two innings left. Like, what are you doing? And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, literally, smack, smack around a bit. Like, <laughs> Jesus. But also, like, the thing that I always think about is, like, I kind of think that they're both a little bit childish. Because I feel like Dottie feeds into it. Like, in the very opening scene when they're, like, running to the barn. Oh, yeah. And Dottie just, like, won't let her just, like, walk away. Yeah. I feel like Kit was just, like, upset and just wanted to, like, walk ahead and, like, yeah. not walk together. And then they just start, like, racing each other. And I'm like, Dottie, you're you're a married woman. You don't need to be doing this yeah. right now. I think they are. Just let your little sister throw a fit and, like, take the high horse. Yeah. I mean, the high road. <laughs> <laughs> the high horse. I think they're just competitive by nature. But I think, too, just Dottie as an older sister... She's probably just being like, I'm not going to make this easy on you. Like, you're just because yeah. you're throwing a fit right now, I'm not going to go easy on you, which is exactly what she did in the game because she took what she knew, knowledge of her sister, went to the pitcher and said, high fastballs. She can't hit them. She can't lay off of them. <sighs> incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. I was like, ooh. And on the other side of that, Kit knew exactly what Dadia just said. 
two strikes on two of the fast high balls, and the third one, she literally slams that ball. Yeah. Which was very exciting if you were a Kit fan. You're like, good for good for you. Listen, I'm not really like a Kit fan, but still, I was still saying good for you because yeah. like she has been. The, that's the thing of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. She can't lay off the high ones, and it's like a recurring thing. They say at the very end, mm-hmm. and then she finally hits it, and it's it's sweet, sweet like success. Yeah, I bet it felt really good. Now, I want to get to the part that just grinds my gears again <laughs> involving Kit. Tell so me. So this whole play, which the rules have changed in baseball now, so you are not allowed to do this anymore. Oh. But number one, as a catcher, you can't block the plate. You can't stand right in front of home plate mm. as a runner is coming in. You, ha- you, you have to make the plate approachable for the runner. Okay. You can put your glove on the corner and, like, get them before they get to the base. But you can't physically stand Block in front it. of the plate, which Dottie did. And then on the second <laughs> side of that, as a runner, you can't body slam the catcher. Yeah. That is so against the rules, you can't do that. Is this only a catcher home plate rule, or is this for, like, any of the bases? Like, you can't body slam? Any? Uh, yeah, it's any of the bases. Got it. It's okay, like, okay. Yeah, you, but... These rules are specific for home plate. Like, you can't block the plate and you can't knock the catcher over. Like, you can't really... Because you can't knock... You can't hit them so hard that the ball falls out of their hand. Right. Like, that's just, like, a foul in general. But baseball doesn't have fouls, but still. Okay. So, both of those things happened, which they do talk about later because she's like, well, you just... You body slammed me. And she's just like, well, you were blocking the plate. I didn't know you were... <laughs> just, I'm just, like, sitting there being like, you can't... This is so against the rules of baseball. You can't do this. It just is so frustrating. But I think, obviously, in the 1940s, that wasn't a rule. Right. But that scene is just so aggressive. But I'm also just mad that Dottie didn't hold on to the ball. Yeah, get it together, girl. I'm like, you, this, you have one, literally one job as a catcher, and it's to squeeze your fucking glove and keep the ball in there. That's what my mom always yelled at me when I was... <laughs> <laughs> Bailey's like, I held on to the ball. Yeah. Oh, I do have, like, a slight little brag moment. Tell me. That this movie reminds me of when I played softball. And it's just very exciting. So I was a catcher. And obviously, you know, if they pop up a foul ball, the catcher catches it, it's an out. Or if anybody catches it. But it happened in my little Little League game or whatever. And it popped up. And I'm, like, throwing my mask off. And I'm trying to find it in the air. It's, like, behind me. And I'm going. And I don't know why I did this. But I stuck out my right hand like my bare hand and caught the ball and not my glove hand but I caught a softball like a foul ball with my bare hand nice and got the person out and everybody was just like why did you do that and I was like I don't know I was like it was easier to get instinct like the right hand is right there yeah I don't I don't know but this movie really reminds me of it because Dottie just always catches the ball with her bare hand yeah that's badass I did that hey go Bailey (laughs) I was probably like 14 maybe Cute. Or like 13 i don't yeah. know it was crazy i love that um speaking of dotty catching it with bare hand we go ahead to sort of the end and like they have this i guess like a museum opening um for yeah it's the hall of fame oh it's all the fame. women are getting inducted into the baseball hall of fame which is so cool because i mean you know sexism yeah <laughs> Like, women were not in there before. Right. Well, no. They were the first women lead. Yeah. Right. Um, And I think the last, I don't think it really continued too much longer. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I think it was really like a, it felt like a museum opening because it was sort of historical for like that one, 
not one, but like that specific league because they, also they called it baseball. I don't know when they switched to calling it like women's softball, mm-hmm. which is there even professional softball these days or is it no. just college? College. Right. So like, yeah, yeah it's kind of just like a, for that one yeah. time period. I also want to touch on last week I mentioned how majority of sports movies have the same formula of present day and then you get flashbacks. Yeah, that's true. It starts present day, goes flashback, and then goes back to present day, which this one does. I also mentioned that there's almost always a death involved. And with this one, someone Mm, did die, but it wasn't the plot. Like, it wasn't like a big plot point. But we find out that Evelyn had passed yeah. Like when all the women went back and all that. But they were old. Well, like 40 years had yeah. passed. So it wasn't like a plot point. But I just love the... I forgot about the past-present thing in this movie as well. And it's just... It's such a big part of it. Well, that's like... I've seen this movie so many times. But I can't remember the last time I've seen this movie from beginning to end. Because yeah. they talk about... I've completely forgot about the scene in the very beginning where Dottie's daughter is trying to get her to go to the Hall of Fame opening yeah, and she doesn't want to go. Well, because Dottie only did one year. She's like, I was barely in it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you were in the you were in the first year. Like, that was a big deal. Yeah, you were also like one of the best the on best, the team. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah she like, was in the league. Yeah, she was convinced no one would remember her. Like, all of this Everybody stuff. knew who she was. Yeah. She was also like, oh, Aunt Kit's gonna be there. Like, it was a whole thing. Yeah, which they all look so cute. I'm sure the makeup department had a field day getting all them like old people prosthetics on. No, they recasted. They had. Yes, Not all of them. The majority of them. Yeah. Gina Davis. No. Yes. What? Yes. I could have sworn that I thought that Gina Davis would like played herself Mm-mm. in the future. Oh my God. You're so right. Older daughter, older kit, older. What the fuck? Yep. They look exactly the same. And that was my note when watching this again was, wow, they casted the older versions of them so well because Kit, especially Kit, like Dottie, yes, also matched up really well. But the older woman that played Kit, I was like, you look like her. Yeah. But no, they fully reca- recasted them. Wait, I don't okay. think makeup in 1992 was that. <laughs> I don't know capable. where I thought I heard this or saw this, but I could have sworn that like part of my knowledge of this movie was that they like played themselves. That is crazy. Yeah. Because when I when I very first watched this movie, I was like, I yeah, I guess they're not exact. Mm-hmm. So I was like, when I first watched this movie, I was like, oh damn, they did do a good job casting the older people, and then somewhere in there my brain just convinced me that like just kidding they're the same person (laughs) but then when i was watching it today and they were showing like those flash forwards or like present day whatever the thing that really got me was doris's voice yeah i was like how does she sound like that yeah she's all like she sounds like an old person Yeah, they uh, honestly they casted all of them so well. Even still, well, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, they all looked, it was so good. Shout out to whoever that casting. Uh, Damn, director was. like all of them, like older Helen, older Ira, mm-hmm. older Ellen Sue. What the? F- all right, I would like to have my movie knowledge card revoked because <laughs> I just feel like an idiot right now. But that's okay. Um. Anyways, what I was getting at was like. Yeah, Dottie shows up to the Hall of Fame opening and catches the ball with her bare hands. And everyone's yeah. like, that's Dottie. Dottie. Yeah, well, they all, yeah, it was so cute. They all hugged her. We're all chatting. She saw May and Doris and Marla. And yeah, it was, it's so cute. Oh, and then we see that Jimmy died because they look at like a poster oh, of yeah. him and all that. And then like, um, 
Dottie thought that she wasn't even going to be a part of it or, like, nobody would remember her. She was all over that Hall of Fame. Yeah. No, it was great. It's such a good movie. It's such a feel-good, um, great lines. It's funny. It's so funny. It's so good. It's heartfelt. It's women. Like, it's, it's women supporting women but it's also like women humor mm-hmm. like even the little the little tidbit about like the book that may's reading yeah and like them like getting ready and the the lady um i guess like etiquette lessons yeah 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 um all that stuff is like really cute and really like women focused oh yeah we didn't even really touch i mean this movie is dripping with sexism just oh right it. yeah one that really stuck out to me this time around was the first game the announcer, every time someone gets a hit, I think like Dottie got a hit or something, and the announcer goes, that Jimmy really knows how to coach a team. Oh, really fuck gets you, in. dude. It's just like everything, he, the announcer gives praise to the male manager of what these women are doing, and it just, it was so annoying. And I think just re-watching it, I don't remember, I mean, I probably watched this a couple of years ago. I mean, right. I, again, I've seen it so many times, but the older I get, the more I pick up on things. I'm just like, that was sexist. Why would you say that? Yeah. That's horrible. It's just, I mean, it's throughout the whole movie, which obviously, but... I mean, even down to the uniforms that they put them in. Yeah. Like, they're... Li- and it's also like, yeah, you're playing baseball, but the whole point of this, like you touched on in the beginning, was like, because the men are off fighting war and this is like America's pastime, whatever. The point of this was to like bring entertainment. Yeah. Like, they're still not seen as valuable or, like, important. They're yeah. just little dolls that they want to put on yeah. display. Well, yeah, and even Jimmy, like, beforehand when he wasn't really coaching them, he was like, they're not ball players, They're women. Like... Oof. And then later he Boy, was Boy, like, were you wrong. Yeah. Well, even he, like, look, he's like, you, you're ball players. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember who he said it to, but he, he obviously changed his mind, but... Yeah, also it's a Penny Marshall film, so it was written and directed by a woman, which is fabulous. Speaking of, Gary Marshall makes an appearance. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Um, But all in all, one of my my favorite movies, which was Great movie. Great sports movie. And honestly, great movie, like, in general. Like, you take it out of the sports category, and it's it holds up. Mm-hmm. It's still a great movie. And it was remade into a TV show on Amazon. TV show was good. We did watch it. Did you finish it? Nope. Nope. But you you told me, like, kind of just what That's happened. That's right. I did. I might get around to finishing it. But I the episodes I did watch, it was very good. Yes, it was good. And clearly it has a good message because it got remade in, like, 2022. Like, very recent. Yeah, they remade it with, like... A few different characters and different storylines and stuff to make it more modern, but fitting. also more accurate. Yeah, a hundred percent more accurate. Yeah, yeah, so cool. We'll see you next week for more Sporty September. We don't know what we're watching yet, <laughs> so stay tuned. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, we'll have another sports movie coming at you next week, and we'll see you then. Bye.